As soon as irrevocable loving service is established in the heart, the effects of nature's modes of passion and ignorance, such as lust, desire, and hankering, disappear from the heart. Then the devotee is established in goodness, and he becomes completely happy. Report by Shilgrova. A living being in his normal constitutional position is fully satisfied in spiritual bliss. This is the state of existence called Brahma Buddha or Atma Nandi or the state of self satisfaction. This self satisfaction is not like the satisfaction of the inactive fool. The inactive fool is in a state of foolish ignorance, whereas the self-satisfied Atma Anandi is transcendental to the material state of existence. The stage of perfection is attained. As soon as one is fixed in irrevocable devotional service. Devotional service is not Inactivity, the activity of the, the unalloyed activity of the soul. The soul's activity becomes adulterated in contact with matter, and as such, the diseased activities are expressed in the form of lust, desire, hankering, inactivity, foolishness, and sleep. The effect of devotional service becomes manifest. By complete elimination of these effects of passion and ignorance. The devotee is fixed at once in the mode of goodness, and he makes further progress to rise to the position of Vasudeva. For the state of Anmik Sattva or Sudha Sattva. Only in this sutta sattva state can one always see Krishna eye to eye, but by dint of pure affection for the Lord. If the body is always in the mode of unalloyed goodness, therefore he therefore the body harms no one. But the non-devotee, however, however educated he may be, is always harmful. A devotee is neither foolish nor passionate. The harmful, foolish, and passionate cannot be devotees of the Lord. However, they may advertise themselves as devotees of outward dress. A devotee is always qualified. with all the good qualities of God, quantitatively and qualitatively. And uh, what qualitatively means? A devotee is always qualified with all the good qualities of God. Quantitatively such qualifications may be different, but qualitatively both the Lord and His devotee are one and the same. Vedanta Swami translation purport. The Canto 1, Chapter 2, Text 19, in Divinity of Divine Service. In the previous verse, Banu Maharaj read, A regular attending of the Bhagavatam class and serving the pure devotees, all this troublesome in the heart is completely destroyed, and the good service under the Bhagavatam. Then the uh, all the things that troublesome in the heart is removed. Loving service is established as a remarkable fact. The next day of fear I mentioned that one is busy meditating on how to make arrangements for one's family. 
So here we see the service to the book Bhagavad and service to the devotee Bhagavad clears away all that's uh, inauspicious from the heart. And then it says, Bhakti becomes irrevocably fixed in the heart. And that happens. Next step is the passion, ignorance, is the effects of it, like lust, anxiety, hindering, and disappear from the heart. And then you become situated in goodness and you become completely happy. How many want to be completely happy? Okay. Now you know. Now you know how. These verses are very important for followers of Shri Why? Especially for us. When Shri Prabhupada was in the harbor, out from America, and he prayed to Krishna and his marking of Bhagavata Dharma. Always going to spread Krishna consciousness to this sinful place in America, to this Ugra place. Then remember these verses. And by hearing the Bhagavad, all the avadresu, all the inauspicious things are clear from the heart. How, when that happens, one's purified from the passion, effects, situated pure goodness. So that, Robert, for five, six verses, he quoted here in his prayer to Krishna. This is my formula, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to engage people in hearing and chanting the glories of Krishna and serving the Bhagavad. Follow this process and by your mercy of the Bhagavad, your mercy is going to work and everyone purified. So we find that this works. It doesn't only work in America, it works in Europe, it works in Asia, it works in Africa, it works in Australia. Works everywhere. Works in Russia. It's a universal process. It's not a material process, it's not dependent on nationality, race, religion. It works on anyone. Just like fire. Fireworks. Totally non sectarian. Will burn anybody. Doesn't matter what political party they belong to, what country, what religion. So this holy name and this uh, Bhagwat Seva has a transcendental effect everywhere. The only problem is how to get people to try it. So if you have the, the medicine that can save everybody from this disease, and one of our devotees got dengue uh, fever. Dengue fever. Some of the dengue fever is actually very dangerous. They've got this in the world today. Malaria has come back again. Dengue. Then there's also AIDS, of course, is increasing. What if you had the cure? Do you want to give it out to everyone? There was some big pharmaceutical companies who want to put a patent on it and make a lot of money. <coughs> want to see everybody get the cure. But everybody's dying. Death is a permanent disease that everybody has in this world. And we have the cure for it. We're trying to convince people 
Once they're attached to Krishna, then you can introduce the rules and regulations. 
Nigadhan always trying to get taste. So they can keep the taste and maintain it and they need to know that they have to give up. This is a tamasic thing. So regularly attending Bhagavatam classes, it has a miraculous effect. And then here this is the next stage. Performing devotional service. Hearing Bhagavatam for a while, and somebody develops this uh, this uh, fixed devotional service. When someone is doing fixed devotional service, and while doing devotional service, this uh, last anger, greed, this, uh, all this material repose, they start to diminish in the heart. The mode of goodness becomes prominent. But there's always a fight by God in our consciousness between the different modes. Depending on our nature, on our previous karmas, on our purification, certain modes went out. Some people, they are just fixed in the mode of ignorance. Some are fixed in passion. Some are fixed in the mixed. Some are very much into goodness. So it's for spiritual life, it's better to be in goodness than in passion. From goodness, you want to come to Sudha Sattva. Pure goodness. So how these things leave the heart? We want to pull it out from our heart. It's very difficult. So we cleanse it by performing this devotional service. Devotional service makes us happy. My, I know uh, my brother when he was when I was a Dubakta in the Montreal Temple, just moving five years younger than me. He came to the temple in Montreal, and then after like five days, he said, "I gotta go back." So why are you supposed to stay here two weeks? I'm not going to go back right away. I said, why are you liking this too much? <laughs> I'm feeling so happy. If I get attached to this, then how will I go back home? They're not vegetarian. There's no all these things there. I won't fit in, I have to go quick, quick before I get too. He uh... said, Wow, what a, you know, what a, the Mayas really got him. You know? I couldn't convince him to stay, so I guess he had all figured out that from his mental point of view, sensual point of view, it's so I'm not going to be happy. He's happy. He realizes he's happy chanting. Because so much identified with the body, he ran back. Sometimes when people start to chant Hare Krishna, you're frightened. They feel so happy. Oh, oh, why? They don't know how to adjust. Then one yogi in Mayapur, she was practicing Patanjali yoga system for two years in Pandicherry. Her guru passed away. She's from Switzerland, she came back to Mayapur, so she went actually to Calcutta. And when they land in the airport in Calcutta, every foreigner, they come up and say, Mayapur, Mayapur, all like taxi drivers. <laughs> so she, they say, they didn't know, it's okay, it's Mayapur. <laughs> 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 like Krishna brought her right out to the Holy Land. So I had some Swiss devotees, uh, European devotees, I talked to her. And uh, after, because you know, she was already yogi, so they got her to do mantra meditation. That time it was the month of Baisaka, and we were doing the boat festival. After two, three days, I talked to her. And even by three days, she said, actually, I never felt happy. The 
all two years I meditated, I didn't feel as much spiritual energy as I could have But then she said, but then, how is it possible? It's too easy. You're going to work hard, you're going to struggle, you're going to suffer. It's too easy, you know, to check this and then you're going to rain it. You know, because all the Maya, the Maya bodies told her I'm gonna, it's very dry and suffering and meditation. And how can you feel so happy so fast? So that put a doubt in her mind. It's too easy. So, so somehow, sometimes, this devotional service, you go like rocket. So quickly that uh, people get frightened even. So much change. I was talking to one uh, daughter of a devotee. She was saying, well, what if you're chanting Hare Krishna? You don't have a taste. But you're forcing yourself to chant. Because you know what your duty, your parents want you to do. But really, Joy, your senses. <coughs> so I said, well, you are looking from which perspective? It seems to me you're looking from the mental platform. The lust is in the senses, the mind and intelligence. So we tend to look from the mental platform. We're identifying with the mind and the body. It's like some people say, I have a soul, not that I am the soul. If you make the decision, this is what I want to do, I am the soul, I'm the boss here, I decide what I want to think. Again, my mind doesn't cooperate always, it's like I got a rebellious mind, but I, what I want to think, I decide. What I want to do, I decide, based on what's good for me. Not what's, what just my conditioning because of where I was born or what, what, uh, my, what influenced my peers are having on me or, or anything. What I want to do, you see, my intelligence, I decide. If you decide, I want to be Krishna conscious. And then you act like that. Your mind doesn't cooperate and you you tell your mind, why are you thinking of other things? But to get to that spiritual platform, to get out of the mental platform, is very difficult. If we regularly chant here, engage in devotional service, eventually, gradually, we do get fixed and we start to get happy. But because people are fixed in this mental platform, somehow how to inspire the children to want to chant Krishna, not that your parents are not. So it's forcing or this what they're actually want to do, they're inspired. They want to be devotees, they want to taste this. I asked one devotee recently, who said a similar thing. That uh, why don't you have you ever tasted the ecstasy of chanting Hare Krishna? We can talk to you about this happiness. When you chanted Hare Krishna, tears poured from your eyes and your hair stand on end as your voice got choked up. When you turn the holy name, have you fainted in ecstasy, rolled in the ground in ecstasy, your hair stood all on end, and you're chanting, Go! Why don't you desire that happiness? Why, why the popsicle happiness or the ice cream? Why not the Super ecstatic happiness, the love of Krishna. Why not try for that happiness? Why Lord Chaitanya has come and shown this loving symptoms people can realize this happiness you can get. This is a much greater happiness than anything material. Even in the Bhagavatam it says that the happiness of love for Krishna is so great you take the maximum happiness you can have in sense gratification on this planet. Say so you're the king of the earth, which no more kings of earth are there. Now all you can be is the 
Secretary General of the United Nations. I don't think that's right. But uh, say you were the king of the emperor of the earth. You know, all the sense gratification that the earth had to offer in a religious way. That would be considered that your happiness for comparison's sake is equal to the numero one. Compared to that, the Gandharva, ten times more happiness. Gandharvas have more happiness, more fun and games, more good times than the early human beings. And then, I forget all the planets, as you know, Chandra, Kinnara, you know, so Siddha, so many planets are there. Each one is ten times more than the next. Then you get up to the Swarga, which is higher than all these other planets. By the way, it's so the Vedas talk about so many different types of living entities in this universe, higher than the human beings, lower than the human beings. <laughs> We're not seeing them. But they're there. So then we get up to Swargaloka. That's the Devas. They're ten times more. The residents of Swargaloka are ten times more than the other lower Upadevas and these other higher planets. Indra, he's king of the Deva, he's like a hundred times more than the other Devas. That means king of the earth would probably have a hundred times more sense gratification than most people. And even here we just use it as one, that's his basic maximum. That's times ten, times ten, times ten, times ten, times ten, times a hundred is Indra. Has like millions and millions of times more happiness, less problems. But it says that Brahma has a thousand times more happiness than you. So the happiness and Brahma look compared to the impersonal Brahma is not even a drop compared to the ocean. So all of the highest material happiness is not a drop compared to the ocean. Impersonal realization. And impersonal realization compared to Krishna Bhakti is not even said that impression the amount of water a calf's hoof can hold. A little cup, a shot glass, something like that. Compared to the ocean of happiness of Krishna Bhakti. So we're willing to give up. You can't even put it to the equation. Now we have any computer or math experts here. One drop compared to the ocean, what would be the equation for that? And then times one cup compared to the ocean. <coughs> I don't know if we have a computer big enough to calculate. How much more happiness? We're giving up that happiness. Some tamasic, rajasic, uh, sense gratification, which is not even, it's not even equal to, it's not even one, it's maybe point zero one happiness level. Why don't we try for this spiritual happiness? Proceed that the where we come completely satisfied. Next verse it says also, Prasanna Manasa. Be happy that happens. From happy to more happy to more happy. It happens quite quickly that this uh, feeling happy in the world of goodness. And from there it goes up higher and higher. So when you get love of Krishna, it's, it's so much higher than anything. It's inconceivable. We're missing, we're giving that up, right? So we can party with our friends. So we can sit in one of these taverns and get drunk. Come on, 
what? People are giving up the valuable jewels for these pieces of garbage. I don't know what a great opportunity. Lord Chaitanya, that's why I said Lord Chaitanya is the more Mahabadanaya. Mahabadanaya. Super, super merciful. He's giving away, I mean, it's like, you know, you can't, he's giving away, we just calculate how much more valuable is Krishna Bhakti if you put him to the, all the other happiness. That people want to be happy, right? Why do people go to the resort here to be happy? Why do they play golf? Why do they go upstairs? Why do they go? They're trying to be happy, they're trying to, but they're doing that charvanas, charvanam, chewing the chew. They're just trying to squeeze the some happy out of these senses, same senses, same things, little different shape, little different, you know, we see a circus, yeah. Skating circuits, yeah, this thing, see that. Tickle the eyes, see some fireworks, probably called fireworks, tickling the eyes. Yesterday was the Malaysian Games inauguration. There's some fireworks. So many fireworks. Some of them. Okay, wait, wait. These things uh, give some kind of pleasure. We don't show, show fireworks to Krishna and Ratyantras in South India, Madhavaraj, Chennai Ratyantra. There's a service to Krishna. You can see also sometime in Mayapur, we bring them to Mayapur. These things that, you know, whatever, all the different kind of happinesses there are in material life, to some significant. And that jewel of spiritual happiness is being given freely by the Chaitanya. Somebody started handing out a million dollar checks. You get a lot of people wanting to take that, you know, from him. In Bangkok, a couple of years ago, I was passing through and they're giving out rice in some wat, in some monastery. And uh, everyone who came get a packet of rice and a doni or something that was sarong or something. And there was 5,000 people waiting at the gate. When they opened the gate, there was a big stampede. People running in to get a little packet of four kilos of rice or something, two kilos of five kilos of rice. So many, so many people rushed such a way in front, some people tripped and fell over, everybody ran over them. Eleven people or seven people were killed. For a little rice. Imagine if people were giving out a million dollar check, whoever wants it. But what is a million dollars compared to what Chaitanya is giving? People know the value of what Lord Chaitanya is giving them be a huge stampede. All the religions say we should love God, but how to actually get love of God is one of them easy things. Even we follow the Bhagavatam step by step by step, you know, you have to go through a few steps here. This is now getting the board of ignorance and passion off from our getting happiness, and we go the next step, next step eventually. We really get uh, love of Krishna after many, many steps. And Lord Chaitanya is giving it freely. Bhakti we get so quickly, don't even have to hear a thousand Bhagavatam classes, even a few days so much because of Lord Chaitanya's mercy. We should appreciate how merciful the Lord is in trying to get His mercy. When Maya is there, Padesha Amrita is saying how the spoilers, Bhakta, Dinashiti, Pranashiti, those things that kill Bhakti, what we'll be discussing later today. Maya's 
trying to take this jewel away from us. Easy come, easy go, right? You get somebody gets you a diamond worth of fifty million dollars, you go, what's this? Oh, that's a piece of glass, I'll give you a hundred dollars for it. Oh, really, hundred bucks? It was real. You just gave fifty million dollars for a hundred dollars. It's that kind of a thing. We got the most valuable jewel, and then uh, Maya sees that if, she, if that person stays with the jewel, he's out, she's out. Not going to be in the material world anymore. Come on, quick, quick, she steps it up. Come on, I'll give you some, you know, a hundred bucks, I'll give you a nine fifty, what do you want? I'll give you a nice, uh, you know, girlfriend, boyfriend, come on, I'll give you something, what do you want? A better job, you know. <laughs> if you don't give it up, I'm going to give you trouble. She tries all the tricks she can. But she can't take it away from you. Have to, you have to be tricked to give it to her. You have to give it to her. So we should be, that's why we're in all the training. And so don't get tricked. Don't give away your bhakti. Don't you know, have it uh, just taken away from you. Give it away and leave it carelessly out. Someone takes it. You have to either give it away or you have to just kind of leave it uh, neglected and then uh, walk away and someone picks it up. As long as you guard it, Krishna will help you protect it. Nobody can take your Krishna Bhakti from you. If you just cling on the lotus feet of Krishna, that's why Srila Prabhupada said, we should cling on the lotus feet of Gordon Tai. Hanging. Don't let go. Somehow, Kaupad used the system of Bhagavatam chanting and it works. People start feeling happy. Once they get the nectar, like Lord Chaitanya makes it work much faster than even uh, normal. Some people even minutes. Maybe somebody was a devotee in a previous life and they see a picture of Krishna, they may start to cry. They feel like some people, they might not have been uh, devotees in the past, so it takes a little more, a longer time before they feel the spiritual bliss. But if they stick with it by Lanchitanya's mercy, by mercy of the process of Bhagavatam, that works. So we should try to get the spiritual happiness. It's not that difficult. Make a good effort at it. If you haven't really tried, Some people chanting one round for a long time and say, well, I don't taste this ecstasy. That's why we're trying to encourage them to put a little more effort into it, chanting more rounds, chanting other rounds, read the Bhagavatam, be absorbed in the empathy. It's a question of absorption, of getting immersed in Krishna consciousness. It's a Bhagavatam yoga process. The yogis are meditating. They go into samadhi after many, many lifetimes or many, many, many years. Then they get into that spiritual bliss. We don't have to learn all those procedures of yoga, but we need to get absorbed. We can get absorbed through a kirtan. That's even a, a dancing in kirtan, or absorbed through ch chanting very clearly and hearing, absorbed by serving. Cutting the subjects for the, if we're thinking this is for Krishna, I'm offering it to you, cutting these subjects, don't cut your finger, please be careful. Then you can also be absorbed. The, the gopis in Vrindavan, they were churning the butter for Krishna, that's how they absorbed, thinking about this butter is for Krishna, to eat the butter. Gopala Krishna, Govinda Krishna. Churning butter. So that we have to be absorbed in the service. So we need especially programs to get our children and our youth absorbed. So somehow, before, sooner than later, they can taste the spiritual bliss. Once they taste the bliss, then they'll be irrevocably fixed in devotional service. 
And by the age of 14, they have a taste of bliss. They get in the teenage years, it's going to be tough. Bigger fight, the senses are more wild. Still, game's not over. Prahlad, he felt ecstasy at age of five. From his birth, he was feeling it. Constantly feeling it. It's not an age thing. You don't have to be a particular age to feel it. You can be a hundred or you can be five. It's a question of who can absorb their mentality. So it can be done gradually by regularly hearing the Bhagavatam, hearing, chanting, attending, serving the devotees. Step by step, gradually can happen. Or someone can decide that I want to jump into the water. Sometimes you put your toe in the water, it feels cold, and you go in to get used to it, it's nice. You want to get into the water up to our neck, you can dip it all the way. Totally immersed into Krishna consciousness, then you can feel. It used to be that we'd say you had to join the temple because everyone knew that if you joined the temple, you'd be fully informed immersed in devotional service because the temple commanders would keep you working from day to night, morning to night. And the Sankirtan leader and the head pujari and the temple president, so they don't give you any time. You have to be busy all the day. And it was thought that people living in a congregation, since they don't have that level of immersion, Therefore, they're not going to taste the same ecstasy and they're not going to be as uh, fixed up. But what we're trying to do is to train the congregation also. That they can also experience the same spiritual bliss, but that means that they have to push themselves. They have to engage themselves in devotional service. Some devotees are so fired up. They're preaching in Namhata, preaching in Bhakti Riksha, they're preaching in, uh, in every spare moment that they have. That, that even though they're in the congregation, they don't have so many spare moments, but between the work and the family and the preaching, they have a full package. They're doing everything for Krishna, that they're feeling also the same spiritual happiness. You see them, you can see them walking around smiling, you can see them with blissful faces. It's not a thing that you have to be in a temple to feel this ecstasy. Temple's a good facility because there's so many, it's like being in an army military, it's very regulated. So, But if someone really wants to, they can space out in a temple also. It's not, a, it's not possible. But some good facilities are there. But we can also have the same thing, it just means that if someone has to create that environment, I get up in the morning, offer a little incense to my deity, Take my showers, say my Gayatri, or chant my rounds, say a little puja for the deity, kiss my children in the cheek, you know, say hello to the wife, whatever you do. Start off the day a little bit better, everybody chant together. Take a little prasad, sit in the bus, someone asks me, Dad, can we chant Japa in the bus while we're going to work? I hope so. What else are you going to do in the bus? Sing cinema songs. Sure, we should chant Japa. Otherwise, you know, I try to tell that to the students, chant Japa in the school bus. I said, no, I want my friends to think I'm weird, not cool. <laughs> you should make it, uh, there's a story in American folklore of Huckleberry Finn and Tom Sawyer. Parents and Tom Sawyer told him he had to paint the, 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 the fence. And then, uh, so he made a plan, you know, he started painting the fence and he was smiling, oh, singing. Wow, this is so much fun. All the friends came around, hey, what are you doing? I'm having fun. I painted the fence, really. We're going to go play. No, I didn't play, but I'm having fun. I'm painting the fence. Oh, this is great. Then they all got, what? Can we also do it? Okay. Yeah, pretty soon had all his friends are painting the fence. Actually, he didn't think it was fun at the beginning. This way, this way, get everybody, trick everybody to paint the fence. They all, they all came. Here, yeah, we're not tricking anybody. Chanting by Krishna is fun. It is blissful. 
And if you can show consistently you're happier than the other people, then even the students think, hey, this person really meant something. Everything's possible and we can actually, Krishna consciousness is a realized process. You have to realize it. It's for experiencing. It's like people say, well look at, you know, I want to enjoy life now, when I die I'll worry about it. Because they think that this is all for getting payment at the end of life. So they're worrying about enjoying now. No, Lord Chaitanya made Krishna consciousness, you enjoy it now, you experience it now. You are actually feeling the transcendent happiness today. Tomorrow, just in a very short time, you can feel it. You don't have to wait till you die and you go to heaven and things like that. No, you feel experience that transcendental bliss in this lifetime. All these verses are telling us that you are fixed in happiness. This is before you die. This is why you're living. While you're still here in this body, you're experiencing all this happiness. It's not something that you only experience, you know, like post-dated check. I do everything faithfully at the end of life. When I die, I hope I get what's promised. Right? That's what most religions are. Everything is payday at the end. But we're showing that no, devotional service is so transcendental, it's directly not different from Krishna. We are spirit. Krishna spirit, when we serve Krishna, we're feeling the spiritual happiness now. In spite of having a material body, the bodily things are going on, but the happiness is coming from the soul. So we want the people to realize this. To realize it, they have to get into it. They just put their toe in the water and it becomes a little bit cold. They don't know. I have to stop smoking eventually. All these kind of mental things are holding us back. Dive in, try it out, get absorbed. If somebody fully gets absorbed in Krishna, it doesn't take years and years to start to experience some spiritual changes in consciousness. It depends how much we can absorb. Prabhupada said, I think that in one moment, if we really surrender to Krishna, we really cry to Krishna with our whole being, like a little baby cries for the mother when the baby is totally freaked out, just, ah. If we could just like really cry for me, pick us up in one second, just like the mother runs and picks up the baby. But we're kind of half-hearted and we're not like fully putting us. I saw this one drama in Russia, and then Narada Muni uh, gave a blessing, and then he said, okay, you can go back to, then the Krishna kept coming and saying, I'm ready to take you back to God, and he said, well, I'm not ready yet, I, said, I, want, to, I want to get married first, before I do this first, and this Rishi kept putting it off, I gotta pay my debts first, I gotta do that, I gotta let my daughter marry, something was always coming up wasn't ready to go back to God yet. So we have so many things and these attachments. So how do we get rid of these attachments? And here, all these kind of subtle attachments, the more ignorance and passion, which are binding us in the material world, can automatically get cleaned up just by performing this devotional service. You don't have to worry about all these things. You just chant Hare Krishna, you do the best you can, you try to avoid all the offenses and sinful activities. Chant Hare Krishna, do your duty as a, whatever your ashram is. And then the very grossest kind of attachments which combine you in the material world, those roots which are tying you down are very subtly purified. So that your relationships are on a higher level. You're going to go back to Godhead, your wife's going to go back to Godhead, your children, whatever they go back to Godhead. Why do you leave somebody behind? Fourteen generations can go back. Don't have to worry. Everyone go back. So we hope that the devotees uh, see that how this is a very mystical process, a very practical process. Get absorbed in it. Those who don't live in a temple, be 
you have to create that environment where you get fully absorbed. You have to go sometimes, you know, there's two mentors. Somebody can say, I'm doing all the service. Why nobody else is doing the service? Because there's always that, you know, that's the kind of mentality. There's other mentality that, you know, can I have more service? Going and asking, is there any service for me? What, how can I help? We're not competing, you know, like that, that who can do less service and get away with it. The point is, who can be more absorbed? What's your capacity? Someone else may have a limited capacity, may have a greater capacity. Work up to your capacity, make your schedule, see how you can be fully absorbed in Krishna consciousness the whole day. How many time, how many minutes a day you're spacing out? Everything you do should be something you're connected to Krishna. In this way, if you're fully absorbed throughout the day, it's like there was one lady, she saw three hours in the middle of the day, I cleaned the house, the kids are in school, husband's in the work, I don't have anything to do, let me go out and preach. She go to door to door in the condominiums and find ladies to preach to. In this way, she set up something like uh, a dozen uh, bhakti rickshaw groups in different condominiums. <coughs> in the middle of the day. I didn't have to end the class here, it's time to break it. So, it's up to you. You see, the Grihasta means more responsible. You have to make it. Nobody, there's no temple commander looking over your shoulder. What you do, how absorbed you are, how happy you are, and Krishna Kanch is going to inspire your children when they want to follow your example. A large degree. Of course, children have a lot of influence from the friends. So that's what I was talking. I forgot to mention to the animal delegates conference that the back to this uh, Pandava Sena that we have in, the, in KL. Somehow this program needs to be expanded throughout the whole of uh, Malaysia and be really well organized, like we have in England. So many children, the youths in England, are in this Pandava Sena program that it. Uh, and save many of them from just going astray. Because they have devotee friends that they're associating with, playing with, chanting Hare Krishna with, to bring different programs with. Distributing prasada at orphanages, old folks' homes. Different programs that meet together to just keep them busy in some constructive Krishna conscious way. They have lots of fun and taste a lot of Krishna conscious nectar. Kind of program, either program for all the different levels of our community so that everybody can get this taste of Krishna consciousness as early as possible. It's there for the having. Lord Chaitanya wants to give it to us. If we don't help people, facilitate for the people, young and old, to taste it, then uh, you know, it will be a disservice for them. So we hope that during this festival everyone's getting fully absorbed. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna. If you have any questions today in the afternoon, there'll be question and answer period. I think we go to any of the Thank you very much. Hare Krishna. Thank you for watching our videos. Be sure to subscribe to our channel. We publish new videos every day. And don't forget to like and share our channel.